You are listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. Welcome back, or if this is your first episode listening to, welcome to the show. I'm Vicki Baird, and I'll be sitting in the hot seat today with Josh Reese as we do the second part of our duo episodes here, where he asks me questions that I had no previous knowledge of, and we're seeing where we go with it. So enjoy. VickyBear.com. It's time to be your best. It's time to reconnect with your first sense. Trust in your gut. It's the real thing. Let's see what your future brings. Time to let the fun commence. Intuition, your first sense. Josh, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm loving this. Makes my brain fire in ways Your that brain's always I, it is. It is. Uh, but it's a little bit less like pop rocks and a little bit more intentional today. So this is good. Good. This is good. So before I get into the next questions, I want to go back to how we ended last week's episode of the podcast. If you haven't listened yet, you can go back and make sure you subscribe and like and leave us a review when you do. And um I asked you to describe your life in one word, so I want you to remind the listeners and tell them again in case they didn't miss, in case they didn't hear it, which they're going to go back and watch, listen to all the episodes. Um, tell me um, the word you described and why you're choosing that to describe your life. I chose reverend, and the reason I use that word is I believe that it helps me stay grounded. It helps me to be connected with whomever I'm with, whatever I'm doing, um, the entire universe and spirit and my beliefs and everything. So when you have a reverence, there's a calmness that exists. And you, when you arrive in that space, you don't feel like you have to change anything or you don't have to even respond to anything. You are simply in that process of being. The process is not simple. It takes a lot of practice and I'm not there all the time. I do not believe that we can be 100% in one energy. How boring would that be? So reverent is one that I strive to be in so that I am in the most alignment and I'm offering to the universe, universe the best version of myself I have that day or that moment or that second. <laughs> All right. Um, are you ready for this question? I'm so it's ready. a very simple question. Oh, your very simple easy. questions There's are tough, though. No, this is the first question you asked me during my interview. So, Vicki, who are you? Oh, you little bugger. Okay. <laughs> this is why you shouldn't have smart friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who am I? Um, I am eternal. I am a, someone who really does strive to get the most joy out of every situation. I am grateful that I'm here in this human process. I'm blown away by the process that I'm here in this human process most of the time uh, because I really do feel a pull to that spirit self and that eternal self most of the time. Um, and I'm learning how to receive all of the joy that's possible in this lifetime, too. Right. So, that's who I is. I like it. <laughs> um, this kind of goes along with it. How would you want to be remembered? Oh. I would want to be remembered as kind. I would want to be remembered as someone who did her best in, and I don't mean in an accomplishment, but that I 
took the most of being human and combined it with the element of being spirit. Um, and I'd like to be remembered as funny. You are funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next question is, what are you most afraid of? Well, fascinating. I just heard, felt, intuited um, my own success, which is truth. Yeah. And you know why? Because I have often said that I want to be someone who is challenged by their success, abundance, influence, the level of that. I want to be challenged to remain humble. So there's a little bit of fear in that because I am human and it could be really easy when everything is paid for and you can just order it up, right. you know? So uh, I, I do have, it's more of a hesitation, but it's got some fear energy in there. Yeah. So therefore as a coach, what I would say to myself <laughs> is, well, okay. Uh, but you don't have to fear the success. Right. You can embrace the success and then we'll work on whatever the belief system is that you couldn't do both. Right. So you're not actually afraid of the success. You're afraid of like how you might react to it or like, the emotional side of dealing with that success. I'm more afraid that I would bail on the, the um, intention I have to remain grounded in that success and how does it how do you deal with striving and working towards that success and also handling the fact of knowing certain things that you might accomplish ahead of time um <laughs> that is a challenge and does that one. affect getting there it does it actually does because i have seen my movie Right. Um, I actually can see my movie. Some intuitives can't see their own process, and I can. So sometimes it leads to that, like I said in a previous episode, ah, I have plenty of time, it's going to happen. Right. You know, and other times it's it adds an intensity that I can get of, this needs to get done, we got to do it. Um, how I deal with it is I... I don't abandon myself, but I leave self in order to say, okay, what are you bringing the world? What would you like your message to be? What uh, service would you like to provide and how would you like to be of service, not in service? So um, there's a lot of dialogue that goes on in my head. Mm -hmm. I really do ask myself who, what, where, when, why, and how. A lot. I really do. Um, so, I forgot your question. So you don't struggle with, like, um, with following through, knowing that something's going to happen. Does it make it easier to not almost put in the work or get take each small step, knowing, like, the larger step that's going to come? I do struggle with that. Yeah. I, I do have a, a, a difficult time with that. Um, it seems like it would be easy for some people to almost not take all those steps because it's like, I know if I've seen and know 100% there's going to be a cup of coffee in my house tomorrow morning, then will I remember to stop at the grocery store tonight and get the stuff because I have to make it myself and that's how I knew I was going to have it? You know what I mean? Right, but these things that I know and I see are because I've put in the work. Right. So I, yes, there can be a certain level of laziness that's there or when you know you're going to get there. Yeah, when you know that it's going to manifest. Mm -hmm. But then I don't like laziness. So then I have to meet up with myself and say you still have to you still have to meet those people. You still have to show up. One of the statements I've had in my process and and towards spirit is show me the breadcrumbs and I will show up. I will do my part of it. Where it becomes difficult is when I know, like right now I'm creating a few programs that I know are going to be really well received, 
and I am stalling pulling together that workbook. So what I did was I promised the um, woman that I'm working with that I will have those to her, that I will have that workbook to her by 9 o'clock tonight. And I will. I will meet that Well, you're creating obligation. deadlines for yourself. Yeah. And it's probably easier when you have someone else working with you because if you're just waiting to pull it together yourself, yeah. then no one knows or cares yeah. that it wasn't 9 o'clock tonight. Yeah. And that's been part of the challenge. And I like accomplishment points over deadline because I don't know why okay. we would rush to be dead. Dead. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I am reaching for those AP points. Okay. Uh, it, yeah, it can be easy to get lackadaisical. And it, you're also naturally a hard worker, though, and enjoy those I steps. I like it. Right. So yeah. that's different than yeah. some people that just want to get there yeah. without putting in the hard work. Well, if you just give somebody you know, $200, they'll make you a multimillionaire by the end of the week. Of course. Yeah, it's right. everywhere. You just read those things. Right. It has nothing to do with you got to put your butt in the chair you know what's one of the best lines i ever heard you know what's the secret to writing a book put your ass in the chair <laughs> you actually have to do Start the work writing, right. of course now with the all the technology you could be out taking a walk i guess and right doing that but. talking to your airpod and have siri yeah. note tape yeah. Right. yeah sometimes siri doesn't hear me well hmm. sometimes she has a mind of her own and i appreciate that about the chick hmm. i really do but sometimes she's got a <laughs> She's got a deviant mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's eerie. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the most recent life lesson you've learned? Or well, it doesn't have to be a greater life lesson, but a lesson of any sort. You're going to make me cry. Um, well, you can't make me cry unless you punch me. <laughs> Other people cannot make us feel things. We are in charge of that. Um, that I deserve to receive support as well yeah that's been a challenging one um whether it's from you and your help and your service and everything that i'm just so grateful for or stepping into the dating world and meeting somebody who's like of course i'd be at your race why wouldn't i be at your race and that has not been my experience in life so you know i have to take those deep breaths and say okay want you there <laughs> thank you um, so that's a biggie. That's a biggie. So, yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, you kind of just answered this before, um, but I wanted to ask you what your favorite quote of all time is. So I brought the breadcrumbs. You said there's a few different ones. Yeah, um... I don't know because they hit me at different times and different points and the the depth of them i would have to say <laughs> that my favorite quote even though i totally screwed up all the time is by eleanor roosevelt where if you uh small minds talk about people uh, mediocre minds talk about events great minds talk about concepts or something along those lines ideas okay um that's because it's so easy to gossip. And I find myself when, you know, it's part of community. You know, it's part of belonging. It's a natural human condition. But if I'm going to talk about someone, I want to talk about their greatness. Um, so I, Eleanor Roosevelt pops up in my head. <laughs> she lives in there sometimes. <laughs> And I'm like, Vicki, are you being a small mind? Yes, I was being a small mind. As a matter of fact, let me go get my big mind and, and bring that back in. So that would be my favorite one. All right. What about one of your favorite mantras? It's from Finding Nemo. <laughs> Can you guess which Just one it is? Swimming? Yes. I like that one, too. Just keep swimming. Uh, Dory, she's amazing. Um, it And I... And anything I'm doing, I'm like, Vic, just keep swimming. Or one foot in front of the other. That's all you have to do. It's not about the big picture. It's not about way out there. Because yeah. you get way out there by doing the one small steps now. Small steps lead to big things. I say that yeah. a lot in my head. One so. foot in front of the other, I hear as a repeated mantra of mine now from Justin. Going back to one of the Spartans last year. Because when I was struggling, my calf was seizing up up what they call the death march, up like this two-mile cliff, yeah. he started just 
singing and like repeating all, like any like cheesy inspirational line he could and he would keep saying one foot in front of the other and there's a song and I sing it yeah. sing it so now I yeah. just hear that all the time yeah. but we were singing that yesterday in the half yeah. too um, alright what's something you do every day to feel centered or grounded meditation yeah easy one okay. um, and meditation being taking some deep breaths and appreciating what's around me um, I have I do formal meditations, but for the most part, my meditation is finding a view of nature wherever I am and taking a couple deep, deep breaths. That could be in the car before a meeting. Um, it could be my office looking out at the duck pond, um, my balcony, which has a great view of the mountains. Um, so whatever it is, a stoplight, a couple deep breaths. Yeah. So do you think people have this like skewed vision or like this, they put too much on the word meditation and that's why like we can't just take it as a few deep breaths to meditate like they think it has to be this like 30 minute sit down in a dark room um mm -hmm. like do you think people like have the skewed vision of especially what it can in the, be especially in the western world right uh we do because you know we tend to take things way too far and also want to be proficient right and it and i truly don't subscribe to the idea that your brain must be quiet in order to have a successful meditation. I don't think that's true at all. And I don't think that's what the you know teachers really meant. I, I don't. I think they it's a return to self that's most important. And if you're it's being aware of where your head is going, that's important. But if somebody took three deep breaths in a day, I'm yeah. gonna high five it. It seems like a lot of people that's the number one thing you hear is, well, I, I can't quiet my mind for 20 mm -hmm. minutes. I can't, my mind won't sit, I can't sit still for 10 minutes. I can't, you know, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever's going on. So is that what you would say to someone, like a tip of how anyone could meditate, whether they have the most crazy schedule, not a quiet surrounding, would you say just like take the time to have just a few deep breaths? Is that like the number one? It, it would be, it would be um, three deep breaths though, like three full intentional I am breathing breaths yeah. uh, I would I, the first thing I would say is have you ever caught yourself staring off into space well congratulations you just meditated so you have to take the bigness away from that yeah. uh, and when, when people say to me I can't quiet my brain for 20 minutes I'm like good because that means you're dead <laughs> um, so just having a moment of, oh, here I am. It's more about becoming aware of where you are. If you're waiting in line at the grocery store, there's your moment. Yeah. Take that moment. Or maybe um, while you're listening to your favorite podcast. Maybe. Maybe before we go to this break, you can walk everyone through a few deep breaths. There you go. I'm absolutely willing to do that. Here we go. Ready? I'm ready. In through the nose, out through the mouth. One breath in. Now let's take it into the count of four. One, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. This one, engage your full diaphragm support. Deep, deep, deep. In, two, three, four. Out, two, three, four. We'll be right back. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because of Anchor. Anchor is an app that literally makes this podcasting experience so easy. It's free and there is a creation tool right inside the app and it'll send it out to all the platforms for you. It has made this process seamless and something that actually helped me to really be excited about getting all the shows out to you because it didn't take a whole new degree in technology. So feel free to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your own podcast and let me know what it is so I can listen to it. Welcome back. How was your break? Did you take a couple of deep breaths? Were you able to connect with self? Hopefully you did. 
And whether your meditation style is to grab a pillow and to connect for 20 minutes, or whether it's to go for a run or to pop into a spin class where you don't have to worry about where you're driving your bike or to paint, you know, to do something. Sometimes the body needs to move for the brain to quiet. So however you get there, you're really rocking it. That's so. when I feel the most. When I'm like working out really hard, I, that's when I feel the most. Mm. At, the sa- at one time, unfocused on anything else. And at the same time, my mind's able to think the most. Yes. Know? I've seen evidence of that when you're yelling podcast topics to me across the room because you can all have my best ideas. You can almost hear the (laughs) in the air and then I look over and I'm like, what? Um, (laughs) But it's true. And that's why showers, you know, you get some great ideas in the shower because you know how to lube up. You know, you know how to wash yourself and all that by now. Yeah. So anything that distracts the thinking brain can bring in brilliance. So... All right, what brilliance do you have for me here? All right, I'm taking out the stopwatch for this one. Okay. You ready for this fun question? I am. All right. If you had, as soon as I ask you, I'm going to start the timer. I'll give you a few seconds because to Because I'm going to roll so far. Yes. Uh, yeah. If okay. you had the entire world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say in three, two, one? You did not come to this planet in order to accomplish things. You came here to learn who you were and to put that into effect by connecting with others, by knowing who you were, by remembering the joy and the excitement you had as a soul before you became human and it became about doing things. Your purpose here is not to create greatness. It's (laughs) you're such a brat um that's why he's a great producer your your purpose here is actually to get to self-acceptance and that's a tricky one so i feel like once people are informed of that if it resonates with them everybody might lighten up and have more fun here as humans all right Speaking of fun and lightening up, why is there evil in the world? There isn't. Ooh. Um, there is very so poor behavior. Um, there is there are bad choices. There are dysfunction. There is dysfunctional wiring that creates what we see as being evil, uh, because it's hopefully so discordant with what we believe to be the way humans can live and be. Um, I believe evil and what we describe it as to be human generated. I do not believe it to be a spirit uh, ordered or necessary in this world. So, yeah. All right. All right. Um, How do people find their purpose in life? Well, like I said, the purpose is all of our purpose is to as a human is to get to self-acceptance because accepting others would have been like elementary work. Right. So to get to self-acceptance is more that Ph.D. and beyond level. So if everyone would lighten up about what their purpose is, it's to get to self-acceptance. What's your path to that purpose? Well, that's so individual. Um. I do believe it goes to what do you love? What lights you up? What do you really enjoy doing? Because your purpose is not your work. It, it can be. It can coincide nicely. It can really ride um, as a, a good co-pilot like mine does. Right. Uh, however, I think that if we took the pressure off of what is your life purpose, people would really like living and they would line up. That's a lot of L's. They would line up with loving and then we would really have a very cool space in which to live. We got to take the pressure off of it. It's hard. It is. Well, humans are dumb sometimes. They put a lot of pressure on things that just don't matter. (laughs) So instead of seeking your life purpose, uh, how about connecting with that that brings you joy and the extension of that 
could be to be of service. Um, switching gears again. Wait, can we can we switch yeah. back a gear? Switch back. That can be monetized. It okay. doesn't mean that you can't be in a space of really loving what you do and receive remuneration for it. That is not mutually exclusive. Your purpose does not have to be um, to be so altruistic that you're living in lack. It, you can absolutely mix it all in one big pot. And even better, right? Yeah, because then what we do is, as humans from a uh, income-producing place, we spend a lot of time at. So if you merge the two, just imagine how fun that would be. And do you think it's bad if what we do defines who we are? Or if we view that for ourselves? No, I don't think... I don't think that's out of line at all. Notice I'm avoiding the word bad. Um, but I don't think that is because I think if it contributes in a way and you remember that whatever your product is is not your value, who you are is your value, then no, I think that's fantastic because then it not only lights you up, you bring that to whomever your clients are. So, yeah, the more we mix and match, the better. <laughs> All right. Ready for the next one? Uh-huh. Okay. What are your thoughts on God creating man versus men evolving from apes? I have actually spent a lot of time thinking about this. You have. I have. Uh, never been asked, but I... <laughs> really? <laughs> really. Yeah. Wow. That yeah. surprises me. Yeah, people don't I feel like it's a common question. But people don't ask me questions about me, Josh. <laughs> That's what the point of this is. <laughs> they ask questions about themselves. So, um, how does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? He says that in spin a lot. Um, and to which I'm usually like, Arr! it hurts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It makes me feel pained right now. I love it. Um, I do believe in a universe God created experience because, and here's why, and I am not a scientist. Well, I have a knowing about it. That's the primary thing. I just don't believe that we change species. I believe that we stay in a species and, and grow. And when I look at apes and gorillas and everything, I don't see slackers. You know, I don't think that they're not living up to their full potential to be humans. I think they're being their most amazing selves. And I feel, I can't explain it. I think my brain would explode if yeah. I tried to go there. But I do feel that we are evolutionary in our species. And hopefully we keep evolving. Uh, but no. Sorry. Love the little buggers. Yeah. But, um, well, uh, and it makes me think, like, if we evolved from some form of ape, then why are there still apes? Well, that's what I mean. Like, they're not slackers, like the ones that are here. if we came from them, then wouldn't they not exist if we just were them? Right. Like this today's... Right. Whatever you call it. Right. Form. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, I also believe, mm -hmm. as the species and souls that we are, that we contribute to a universal God energy. And I don't believe it to be one being calling all the shots. To me, when I look at the God energy, it looks like the Milky Way. And I believe we all contribute our greatness to that that energy. Okay. And that's where reverent, my word reverent yeah. comes in, because I want to contribute to my greatest ability at any one time to that energy that is then creating the souls coming in. Okay, what are your thoughts on like this Godhead where there's like three Godhead? It's like the male, female, or just two maybe? Like, I, I don't have a... I think it's just one energy. I do, yeah. I do. I don't have a gender-specific or a... Um, I well, think... energy wouldn't have a gender. No, it's just an energy. no. Yeah. It's so big. 
<laughs> it's so huge. And I also don't believe in the judging aspect of it. And I've asked myself like all these questions. Are you just being um, oblivious? You know, are you not really paying attention to any of the rhetoric that's out there? Um, but I have to go with what lines up with my soul. And, you know, people can agree or disagree with me. That's their prerogative as well. Uh, I don't believe in a judgment one. I think humans do that well enough that we don't need an entity doing it for us, right. too. <laughs> so. Okay. Um, going back, for those that have listened to episode six, Things That Go Bump, and we, you were discussing um, spirits, amongst other things that can go bump within yourself, um, and you kind of touched on this, and I think this is just something that's so sensationalized, sensationalized now. Um, what are your thoughts on, quote-unquote, ghost hunting? Oh, get me my platform right. and my microphone. Right. Okay. It's in front of you. Thank you. Go for it. I, first of all, if you're, if you truly have activity in a space, and it does happen, most likely... It's someone visiting to say hi, they've already crossed, therefore not a ghost. A ghost, by definition, is someone caught between the realms, someone who didn't completely cross. Their body croaked, but their soul stayed in a limbo state. So if you have increased activity in a space, and, and this is what the quote-unquote ghost hunters are doing. Well, like hunting of any sort, never mind. Why the word hunting? Yeah, well, because we are going to overcome those ghosts. Why? Are they really doing because anything so bad? Because it's a negative aspect of saying that they're that's bad. Yeah, well, we we must own them, <laughs> you know. Like we must be able to label it or whatever it is. My issue is not the entertainment value. My issue is that it's disrespectful if there truly is an energy that is caught in limbo to be making fun of them or to be profiting from them. Right. Do you have an issue with them like doing it just to make TV shows, just to make money about it? I have an issue with them not serving the spirit world as well as the human world. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and spread education. You know, teach people about it. Have your videos of it. And that's fine. But follow up and make sure that the energy is okay. When um, one of the more popular shows, Ghost, Hunting, Ghost Hunters actually, was on, I emailed them so many times and it always bounced back because I would say, I need to know, is anybody staying behind and clearing these houses? Is anyone in there if there truly is activity. And there were a couple episodes where I was like, over by the... Co it's so funny. They were not pointing the camera in the right direction. I'm like, the, over that, there. Is anybody cleaning this up? Because then they would be in family homes. They go in, they stir the shit, and they get out. And finally, I reached out to the people I know in the entertainment industry and said, is anybody doing this? And when they said no, I had to make a conscious choice to back out of it because right. I can have a very strong opinion about this stuff. So if they were going in and they were educating that, yes, this stuff does happen, and then someone stayed behind who was savvy and clearing it, I would be completely fine with it. And not that I'm the judger and jury, judge and jury here anyway. So I, there are a few places locally that sell the ghost tours, and I was actually um, interviewed by one space they don't do it but and I said to them well you'll get one tour out of me because I'll walk people through but I will clear it while I'm here and then there won't be a second one so if you're looking for this to be a big money maker sorry Charlie that's not going to happen and then while we were in the meeting I was like can we go out there because I there's somebody stuck out there that I need to go release so it kind of sold them I did end up doing some events but not of that sort because it's, it stops sensationalizing this right. because you know what you could be that soul <laughs> you could very well end up the one that's scared to cross and then we're going to make a buck off you too so i think it's important that we respect and honor the spirit world um and help because to me they feel like you know the little kids lost at a grocery store they're so scared 
and don't know where to go, where home is. And I just think it's rude. <laughs> and do you um, think there are like negative ghosts or ones like when you hear things about them doing harm, is that coming from scared and confused or are, do you think there are or is that different entities altogether? Um, when I used to clear spaces, I ran into a variety. Most of the time, I think they're scared. Most of the time, it's a built-up, pent-up energy. I mean, just like humans can be jerks, ghosts can be jerks. And there was one I met up with. He, tried, he pushed me across the room. And I was like, we are going to go. It, we're going to rumble here in about two minutes. And so they can be, they can make contact. You know, they can. It's a rare situation that that happens. And then when I come back at them, I do come back with a little bit of, oh, I do not think so. Uh, you know, I channel my inner mother of three teenagers. Like, really? We're going to go there? Uh, and then I bring in the compassion the mother of the toddler. Come here. Give me a hug. <laughs> um, let me see. Now go, home. now go home. See that bright light? See the wife? See, you know, all that kind of stuff? Get your butt over there. Um, I have run into, back to your question of evil, I have run into collective energy that was generated by people using Ouija boards and stuff that scared the you-know-what out of me and um, took a whole lot of praying and a whole lot of I don't know what the heck I'm doing here but ended up working and then I decided to stop clearing people's houses so you think using those kind of things can generate it does. energy I don't think I know yeah it does and it's um, frustrating to me that a toy company puts it out but it's also um, I think just needs some education so why and how does that generate? Is it because you're inviting things in? Or yeah. how does it mix up into something sort of negative, for lack mm -hmm. of a better term? Well, it's where you put your attention and energy is what you'll get. Because you're hoping for something spooky? Yes. You're, you're hope Most people are doing it for the parlor trick. Right. right. They're hoping to be scared. Why do you go to movies and stuff right. that make you jump out of your skin? You like that little bit of adrenaline rush. And I think a lot of people just don't understand that that can open it up. And the Ouija board... You know, I, I think has sacred geometry and everything in it that does lead to an easier opening up of the portals. And I used to say to people, do not call me. If that's what you did, do not call me. And the house that I saw, the stuff that had some contact with the people and everything, um, well, there were multiple energies in that house, but um, I, I refused to come back because they were just going to stir it up again when I left. So depending on intention, do you think there's any that because that kind of thing can never be used for good or it's only kind of? I think you could. I would not recommend the Ouija board. I would use oracle cards. I you know I would use runes. I would use stones. Um, it really is where you place your intention. I have not bumped into anything that um, deviant since I haven't been really looking for it. Right. So. You get what you look for. Kind of you do. You do. We get where you align your energy. And, you know, if people want to mess with that stuff, well, you're going to have to call someone else who is not going to hold you responsible for it. You know, they're going to like the drama of it, too. Right. And that's just not going to be Vicki Baird. So what do you think of, like, demons and exorcisms and going back to this evil energy or evil spirits kind of thing like all this obviously there's this whole sensationalized thing of it now even just in entertainment and stuff and you hear of it so much or tv shows and movies and stuff but what do you think about demons and are there such a thing that can come up and can go into someone's body and possessions in general well um that's a big subject because i don't believe that there are demons as far as an intelligence meaning to do us harm I, I believe that it's collective human energy that comes off of that um, poor wiring, um, broken souls, really, people who are acting that out in human ways create and contribute that energy as much as those of us sending light and love and all that kind of stuff. Those who are emitting the energy of do harm to others are contributing to that in the energy force too. 
The thing about possessions is fascinating to me because I have seen where someone will come into my office and they'll have an attachment. Mm. Now, an attachment is one of those beings that didn't cross. They're non-physical, um, earthbound. They need our energy in order to keep surviving. And, and when you're in that limbo, there is a great uh, fear that you just need to keep getting energy to survive because they don't, just like they feared crossing, they fear that if they don't have the energy, they will cease to exist. Mm. So it kind of perpetuates itself from where they are. And I have seen an energy join a human as an attachment. And it's quite, I'll say fascinating, most people probably wouldn't, <laughs> to witness that and then to see it's it's a bit like a parasitic twin kind of energy. It pulls your energy. Usually there's a definitive marker in the person, the human's life, in that they were fine one day, completely down the next day, you know, or depressed, totally different change in personality, that kind of thing. And then exorcism, nah. Um, remove, removal of the attachment, yes. It's For me, it's done in the same way of you really are going to be okay. Let me show you where you're going. Right. Um, so there's sometimes when I watch these, some of the movies, I'm a lightweight, I'll admit, but I have a question of, wait a minute, is our thought process creating this stuff or are people downloading that this stuff really exists? So I'm still in that middle space of, I'm not really sure here. I just watched the movie Arrival this weekend, and it was really good. Uh, and I half the time I'm sitting there going, okay, <laughs> I do believe that other universes exist. They'd have to be pretty advanced to get here beyond the you know speed of light and all that kind of stuff. I don't know enough about science to really get involved in that. But then I start thinking, I'm watching the movie, and I'm empathizing with the alien. I'm like, yeah. oh... What happened? What happened to Abbott? <laughs> you know, so it's it gets to be sticky in my world. <laughs> That's my next question. What? Do you believe in aliens? I believe in other universes, yes. Yeah. I do not. I don't know why we're calling them aliens, just because right. they're different than us. Right. But um, I do. I yeah. absolutely do. Do I want to make contact? No, because right. I think they're more advanced than we are. <laughs> do you, so do you think they have been or are around us, like on our planet? I don't believe they incarnate. Um, that's a wonderful Hollywood thing that does generate a ton of money. Um, I, I do believe there's observation, absolutely, much like we're observing mm. others. I have often thought we were their entertainment yeah. in that they have evolved heart center-wise, um, whether it's an actual heart or the um, belief in humanity and the desire for all humanity to get along, I think they've probably figured that out where we have not yet um, in our evolution. Um, I don't think they're studying us because we're so advanced. I don't. I they're think just probably a million times more advanced than us. I think we're the ape that's still curved over to them. <laughs> I don't think we're upright. And, right. uh, so, so yeah. you don't believe in any, any kind of like quote-unquote alien abduction? Like that they like. There's a lot of people that claim. I mean, there's a million podcasts about yeah. it. People that are claiming, yeah. I was taken. Yeah. I have proof. I was taken by aliens, and this is what happened. And I came back. And I can't discount that. Um, that's a double negative. But uh, because I haven't experienced it, and I have had my own um, experiences with energy fields and with angels and with what I consider the source energy. I don't think I went anywhere, but I definitely, they've been profound enough that we could describe them as that. Um, so as far as an abduction goes, mm, I, I don't. Contact, sure. Um, I just don't think they need us yeah. to know about us. Right. I, they could probably just watch our entertainment and gather a lot. <laughs> so a lot of those, um, the people that have said they've like had sightings or abductions or something, um, even as little as some of the stories, like, like then my bedroom door opened, and then I felt a presence, and then I, like, 
would you not just say in simple terms like, well, maybe that was a spirit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that mm-hmm. that that is so misplaced, and that that's probably more often what it is? If it, like I felt something that came in and it took me or whatever, do you think maybe I, they are having some sort of contact just now with a quote unquote alien? I think so. Um, I think it's it's not a big subject talked about, so the quickest thing to jump to is an alien. Mm. Um, I think the idea that we cross and still can still make contact might freak people out because that means they would have that ability. They don't quite know how to wrap their head around that. So sometimes it's easier uh, that it's the other species. You know, it's it's not unlike racism. You know, we we tend to think the other person is the the bad guy or the wrong simply because. Uh, they they live their lives differently. So um, I think the more we educate ourselves on the different levels of communication between humans as well as in spirit and that more will become accepted in that, yes, that probably was your grandfather who was popping by to see how you were. Now, people can feel like they've gone somewhere and not actually be in a spaceship or right. stuff. You know, there's, there's, um, you know, you can locate yourself elsewhere, and you can astral travel. Right, that's what I was going to ask next. And absolutely feel like you're in that space, and it, it feels so real because you are in that astral realm. So I think a lot of the times... People have watched a few too many movies, and they've incorporated their subconscious in with a very true energy experience, and it just got all mixed up in there. (laughs) And their belief of the the spaceship or or whatever the experience was uh, got uh, merged between their human brain and their energy self. So so do you get a lot of people... um, Asking like how they could see them more spirits or ghosts that they feel around them. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And most of the time, uh, I'll say to someone if they want to see them or experience them, uh, I'll ask their intention. Right. Why do you want? That? Why? Why is it important to you? And if it's because I I miss my mom or something like that, I actually encourage that they not do it. Because the missing is a low vibration. Forming that attachment. Right. And, and and missing is low. So you could connect with something that's not of the highest intention. And I'll say, okay, when you're in a space of remembering your mom in love and in, oh, remember when we used to do this? And that, then ask for presence. Uh, if you want to, I've had people who wanted to develop their skills because they wanted to monetize. And some people have. And then I refuse to work with them because right. you They're have to put. They want to make money from it. Yeah, and that's not okay. Right. Um, you have to know how to work with people's emotions, yeah. and and make sure they're okay. So, yeah, I think we can all do it. We can all we all have the capacity to connect with someone we love, be it that dog who's passed or a horse or loved one. Um, I wouldn't bother. Try and you know royalty and all that. Like leave those people alone. But um, if there's a heart connection, it, it's worth it. And why up. would you have to bother spending all that time trying so hard when you can go to VickiBaird.com <laughs> and book a session and have her do it for you? E I C K I B A I R D dot com slash booking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Vicky, I've had so much fun with this. I think people are going to find it very interesting. And thank you for answering all my questions. I think it. I think people will get a kick out of it. I think there's a lot of enlightening things in there. I've enjoyed the questions. I like, I very much like that some of them made me ponder. And because usually I'm the one poking that self within myself. So I appreciate that there are some, and I'm going to go back and, and think on them as well. And I invite other people to contact, to email. You can do a voice message now on the podcast where I can actually use your question, the vocal part of it, and answer it on air So and be able to do that for you. So if anyone out there has questions that they'd like me to answer, it's going to be from my perspective um, and what I believe 
I, I have been doing this a heck of a long time, so including the previous lifetimes, I would love that because I think that's how we build um, community and it's how we create interest. And I just love the interaction of people everywhere on this planet being able to contribute to this podcast. Yeah, so. I think we should, you know, people have a lot of questions they want to know things about about life and about all intuition and everything and more about you. I think it's fascinating and I think um, we'll have to do a follow-up because I have about a thousand more questions <laughs> in my mind right now that I want to go off but I don't know that. Okay, that would be a whole other thing. That So yeah. we'll have to do it again and we can add in everyone's questions too. We could put it in the show notes. And if people want to email questions to me, info at vickybear.com, I would be absolutely willing to do a whole episode on your questions and I'll read them out loud and then, well, because you can't read over my shoulder in a podcast, but I'll read them and you can, and then I'll respond right there. And if you're okay with me giving your first name, indicate that and I'll include you in the podcast. So thank you so much for this idea, for coming in, <laughs> for always, Josh is always uh, inspiring me to think greater, to think bigger. Uh, and that's, that is a lot of fun, and I so appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Fun. VickyBear.com It's time to be your best It's time to reconnect With your first sense Trust in your gut, it's the real thing Let's see what your future brings Time to let the fun commence Intuition, your first sense Thank you for listening to Intuition, Your First Sense. As always, please like and subscribe to this podcast wherever you are listening to it. Leave a review and take a minute to share it with a friend. You can find me all across social media at, at Coach Vicki Baird, and you can book a virtual session with me from wherever you are in the world at vickibaird.com slash booking. That's V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D dot com slash booking. Thank you again and see you on the next episode.